0: Today is December 5th, 2021. We are reading from the big book of AA. We're starting a new chapter, We Agnostics, on page 44, first paragraph in the preceding chapters, you have learned something of alcoholism. We hope we have made clear, oops, I'm starting to read it, Um, in the preceding chapters, and to page 45 up and including the second paragraph, well, that's exactly what this book is about. Uh, Michael O. will be our reader and will be followed by a 20-minute share by Sammy H. from the UK. So Michael, would you get us started?
1: Absolutely. Good day. I'm Michael O., a recovered food addict. Uh, chapter 4, we agnostics. In the preceding chapters, you have learned something of alcoholism. We hope we have made clear the, direct, the, the distinction between the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic. If, when you honestly want to, you find you cannot quit entirely, or if when drinking you have little control over the amount you take, you are probably alcoholic. If that be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. To one who feels he is an atheist or agnostic, such an experience seems impossible. But to continue as he is means disaster, especially if he is an alcoholic of the hopeless variety. To be doomed to an alcoholic death or to live on a spiritual basis are not always the easy alternatives to face. But it isn't so difficult. About half of our original fellowship were of exactly that type. At first, some of us tried to avoid the issue. Hoping against hope, we were not true alcoholics. But after a while, we had to face the fact that we must find a spiritual basis of life or else. Perhaps it is going to be that way with you. But cheer up. Something like half of us thought we were atheists or agnostics. Our experience shows that you need not be disconcerted. If a mere code of morals or a better philosophy of life were sufficient to overcome alcoholism, many of us would have recovered long ago. But we found that such codes and philosophies did not save us, no matter how much we tried we could wish to be moral, we could wish to be philosophically comforted. In fact, we could will these things with all our might, but the needed power wasn't there. Our human resources, as marshaled by the will, were not sufficient. They failed utterly. That of power, that was our dilemma. We had to find a power by which we could live, and it had to be a power greater than ourselves, obviously. But where and how were we to find this power? Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. That means we have written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we are going to talk about God. Here, difficulty arises with agnostics. Many times we talk to a new man and watch his hope rise as we discuss his alcoholic problems and explain our fellowship, but his face falls when we speak of spiritual matters, especially when we mention God, for we have reopened a subject which our man thought he had neatly evaded or entirely ignored.
0: Thank you so much, Michael, and uh, one of the gifts of this Zoom environment we have now is we have expanded our fellowship, and I'm so grateful today to introduce Sammy H from the UK, who is going to share about these paragraphs. Um, Sammy, do you want me to give you like a five-minute warning at 15 minutes? It's totally up to you.
2: Yeah, if you can give me five minutes, that'd be great at the end. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. Hi everyone, Uh, my name is Sammy H and I'm a compulsive overeater and a food addict from Cambridge um, in the UK um, across the pond. Um, I have a sponsor, Um, she has a sponsor, I have sponsees, they sponsor, Um, so I'm in the middle of the beam as they say and I jolly well need to be. Thank you for inviting me. It's a really privilege um, to be asked to, to speak in any meeting and give service in, in any way, and it helps to keep me well. Um, my abstinent day and my sober day, uh, because I put down the food and the alcohol was the 6th of June 2019. And, um, you know, this, we agnostics is step two, and um, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. So. To look at these pages in context, really, you need to understand um, a little bit about my insanity. Um, I've been in OA or around OA for 25 years, around uh, 12-step programmes in general for probably over 30. Um, I was certainly there for five years in OA, 25 years ago, um, not willing to put the food down, um, not willing to get a sponsor or work the steps. not really understanding the programme at all. Um, And I can't recall anybody ever telling me um, that I needed a power greater than me or anything about um, the programme, in fact. And, you know, that may not be true because I suffer from a disease of perception, um, but I don't remember anybody ever saying to me, um, you know, would you like me to be your sponsor (laughs) or anything like that? Um, So I was out there for another 20 years, Eating myself slowly to death. Um, most of my adult life, I was over 140 pounds, um, overweight. Um, that was my norm to be 140 pounds overweight. As long as I was over 100, only 140 pounds overweight, that was okay. That was that was um, that was all right. And I carried on that like that for a very very long time, um, until about three years ago when I became chronically disabled through um, morbid obesity I was over 344 pounds Um, I had no or very little uh, blood supply getting to the bottom of my legs they told me I was going to go blind because they had fat behind my um, eyes and it was going to squash my optical nerves I was doubly incontinence I couldn't walk I couldn't move I was needing more and more care Um, and worse than all of that I was dying spiritually one day at a time and, you know, a spiritual death, and I can only speak of my experience and that's what I'm here to do today. Um, dying spiritually is like dying from a million paper cuts. You know, it's, it's a cru- critically, crucially painful, awful death. And um, I, I couldn't stand me anymore. I just couldn't stand me anymore and um so i i got clean and i got sober and i thought that was my solution i thought if i put food down and i put the drink down i would be okay um and i was wrong <laughs> i was wrong and when i did that i realized what my real problem was and that's when i came back into oa i walked back in the same door that i walked out 20 years ago and um I walked into the door and I said to this woman in, in the room, I said, I don't know what I'm going to do because I thought abstinence was um, recovery. And now I realise that actually it's not. And I feel awful. And she said, well, you better pick up this big book, get down on your knees and pray. And um, I thought, oh, the big book. I've got that at home. It's been on my shelf for 25 years. I've never opened it. We used to read it in meetings, it was, you know, I thought it was about a lot of old men in the 1930s who drank a lot, you know, and and 25 years ago, I wasn't where I was at that point, you know, but now I was on my knees, I was absolutely on my knees. So I came home and I picked up the big book, and I started to read the doctor's opinion and the forward and, you know, Bill's story and and all of the, the chapters of step one. And I started to find out what my real problem was. And now I was ready. I was ready to really, really look at what this 12-step program had to offer me. And so I get to this chapter. I get to this chapter and um, I came to believe, you know, that that I needed something to restore me to sanity. Well, I realized that I did because I realized that I was now in hell, you know. So starting at the beginning, um in the preceding chapters you have learned something about alcoholism we hope you have made clear we have made clear the distinction between the alcoholic and the non-alcoholic i didn't really know that i was an alcoholic or suffering from alcoholism at this point point. and then it said if when you honestly want to you find you cannot quit entirely well that was me i'd managed to stop several times but i could never stop from starting I would always go back to the food and I would always know that I would weirdly and I don't know why because I knew that I was white knuckling and I knew that I couldn't sustain it so that is the mental twist and it's the obsession and if when you drink you have little control over the amount that you take then that's the allergy and I could not stop eating I was eating morning noon and night and i was obsessing about eating every minute of every day and it was hand to mouth hand to mouth hand to mouth and i had food hidden around the cook around you know the house i had i had chocolate bars in the middle of toilet rolls i was lying i was cheating i was stealing Uh, my life was just to get that next bite um you are probably an alcoholic oh okay i'm an alcoholic if the and if That be the case, you may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. I had no idea what a spiritual experience was um, at all at that point. To one who feels he is an atheist or an agnostic, such as such an experience seems impossible, but to continue as, as, as he is means disaster especially if he is an alcoholic of the hopeless variety. That was me. I was hopeless, helpless, and dying out of the food. To be doomed to an alcoholic death, step one, or to live on a spiritual basis, step two, are not always easy alternatives to face. And that was where I was at, really. That, was that I was at a crossroads and that was my choice you know because I knew that I couldn't carry on where I was but it isn't so difficult about half of our original fellowship were exactly of this type at first some of us try to avoid the issue hoping against hope that we were true alcoholics that was me I was in deep deep denial of who I was you know I was going to crack this thing I was in control um I ran my life, I was self-sufficient, and I and, and I could sort this. If only I could stop eating, it would all be all right. Food was the problem, as far as I could see at that point. Apart from now, I wasn't in the food, and I still had the problem. But after a while, we had to face the fact that we must find a spiritual basis of life. Okay, I don't know how to do that, or else. I don't know how to do that. So I read on, perhaps it is going to be that way with you, but cheer up, something like half of us thought we were atheists or agnostics. Our experience shows that you need not be disconcerted. So at this point, I had to consider, you know, what, what, what my real beliefs were. Um, agnostic, by the way, um, is an ancient Greek word, and it means without knowledge, okay? Did I believe there was a God? Did I believe there was anything? Um, I, 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 you know, I, I didn't really know. I didn't really know, but I knew that I needed something. I knew that I needed something drastic, and um, you know, it boiled down for me that I believed there was something—a universal power, something within me. You know, not some God on a fluffy cloud up there with a white beard. Um, you know. For me, I knew there was something that had been guiding me throughout my life, but it never occurred to me that it would do for me what I needed right now. And I certainly wasn't reliant on it, and I certainly wasn't having a relationship with it, and I certainly wasn't willing to give anything to anybody up to this point. If a mere code of morals or a better philosophy of life were sufficient to overcome alcoholism, many of us would have recovered long ago. That was me. I was very successful in my life, you know, on the outside, it all looked beautiful. Um, I was a therapist. I had a a lovely house. I had a successful marriage. Um, I was really good, you know, on the outside of of looking like it was all okay. But we found such codes and philosophies did not save us, no matter how much we tried. I have shelves and shelves and shelves of self-help books. I had I'd been to psychiatrists, psychologists. I'd had pills. I'd been on every diet and weight loss program there was. I had a head full of knowledge, and a belly full of food. You know, um, I could wish to be moral. I wanted to be honest about who I was, but I couldn't. I knew what I wanted to be, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't be it. In fact, we we could we could will these things with all our might, but we needed par- The needed power wasn't there. Our human resources as marshaled by the will, were not sufficient. They failed utterly. And that was me. You know, I could, self could not change self. I could not stop eating and I could not be what I wanted to be. And then on page 64, it says, when the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. And, you know, that's what I needed. I needed a spiritual solution to my malady. And what was the malady for me? The malady for me and this is just my experience, okay? I have a soul sickness. I had a hole in my soul that I could not fill. I couldn't fill it and no amount of anything could fill it. And um, it was just excruciatingly painful. So it goes on to say, lack of power, that was my dilemma. I had to find a power by which I could live. now. Now we're getting to the solution. And it had to be a power greater than myself, obviously. But where and how were we to find this power? How can I find this power? Now it's going to give me the answer. Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself, which will solve your problem. Not might, not could, it will solve my problem. Well, this is wonderful, isn't it? This is my problem. Okay. I can't live with the food and I can't live without the food because I'm gonna blow my brains out. I cannot carry on living like this for another day. So that means we've written a book which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means of course, that we are going to talk about God. Um, You know, I didn't really wanna talk about God, I have to say, God in the religious sense. And if anybody is, you know, I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. Um, But my God is not a God of any religion. My God is a God of a total non-understanding. Here difficulty arises with agnostics. Many times we talk about a new man and watch his hope rise as he discusses the alcoholic problem and explain our fellowship. But his face falls when we speak of spiritual matters, especially when we mention God. For we have reopened a subject which our man thought he had neatly evaded or entirely ignored. Okay, I had a problem with religion. I didn't have a problem with God. I don't understand God. I don't know anything about God. (laughs) Um, But I understood that I needed this power. I was broken and I couldn't fix my broken brain. I needed a spiritual awakening and it promised me that I could get it through this, these steps. It promised me that I could find this power and that is what I needed. So I am very grateful today, very, very grateful today that I understand my disease and I understand the source of my recovery and the resource of, the source of my recovery is a power greater than me. And somebody said to me yesterday, you know, what is your concept? Of, of, of God, or of, of the power, my higher power. And I said, I don't have a concept. I don't need a concept. All I need to know is that there is a power in my life today that has changed me beyond anything that I could ever imagine, inside and out. I sit here today in a body that has lost over 164 pounds. I sit comfortably with a beautiful abstinence and a beautiful sobriety. Um, the food never speaks to me, never calls me. Uh, very rarely, very rarely do I ever get any um, issues uh, with that. And I have thinking today that doesn't belong to me. That's all I can say. I call it my second thought. You know, I'm still there. I'm still a chronic, hopeless, helpless food addict, as I will always be for the rest of my life, unless I never forget. Um, but today I have a life, thank you, today I have a life that is worth living. Today I have a life that is full of purpose. Today I have a life who has, you know, I have wonderful people in my life and many of them are here today, I've noticed, so thank you for coming to support me. Um, and I am, I am a, the person that I could never have even imagined I am. Um, and that all sounds a bit glib as I'm sitting here saying it but um, I have joy and the hole in my soul is full. It's full and it's overflowing. And I don't need food or alcohol or sex or shopping or any of the other things that I used to use today um, to make me happy, not even happy. I mean, happy is, you know, I'm not happy all the time. I don't need to be happy all the time, Um, but I need this power in my life and I need it on a daily basis. And uh, my work today is to keep me out of the way, to get enough of God in and enough of me out to be of use and to give service today to that power um, and to serve others. And um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I have no doubt that without this programme and without this power, I would not be here today. I would not be here today. And I am eternally, eternally grateful for that. So I just want to um, leave you, because I haven't got very much else to say, really. Um, somebody shared this on a WhatsApp group this morning, and I thought it was quite, um, it was quite apt for, for our, our little chat today on, on We agnostic. So it's just a little poem. It's only a tiny rosebud, a flower of God's design, but I cannot unfold the petals with these clumsy hands of mine. The secret of unfolding flowers is not known to such as I. God opens this flower so easily, but in my hands they die. If I cannot unfold a rosebud, this flower of God's design, then how can I have the wisdom to unfold this life of mine? So I'll trust in God for leading each moment of my day. I will look to God for guidance in each step along the way. The path that lies before me, only my higher power knows. I'll trust God to unfold the moments, just as he unfolds the rose. Thank you for letting
0: me share. Thank you so much. Let me stop the recording.